Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 125 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Hello. And my husband Dylan's the sound recordist. Click, click. Click, click what? The sound of Boom. Russian roulette. Oh, no. Jumping right into the most terrifying part of the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's do some other things first. Guys, it's that time of the year. It's our last episode of 2022, and it's time for us to reflect on our year at the To Read List podcast. It's time for the Bookend Awards. Bookend Awards. Awards. Pages, believe it or not, we didn't rehearse that at all. Just off the cuff. Um, Firstly, Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to throw out there our original number of books we started at and the books we're at now, just so you guys know our progress. Um, mostly because I want to brag. <laughs> Quote progress. Toby, you started the podcast in 2019 with 49 books. Mm-hmm. In 2020, you ended with 75 books. Okay. In 2021, you ended with 75 books. Um, and then you called it down to 48, but this year you are ending with 52 books. You've gone Whoa. up three books from the original 2019 start of the podcast. Congratulations. I could read one book a week and be done with my list. <laughs> I, as you know, started at 125. Mm-hmm. 2020 went up to 143, Ooh, then oh. down to 137, mm-hmm. and then 132 the start of this year. And I'm back down to 125, the number I started wow. at. Wow. So that's pretty good. Wow, the same go. as me? Oh, almost. <laughs> oh, burn. Wow. Delightful. <laughs> and Andrew, you've made some progress. You started the podcast at 93 books. Sweet. The next year you were at 94. <laughs> then you went up to 101, <laughs> down to 98 at the start of this year. And now you are ending the year at 87 books. So, oh, wow. okay. Yeah, Doing no, that's actually well. tangible progress. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Guys, we're doing great. We're doing awesome. Dylan, how awesome specifically are we doing? Very, I guess. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Dylan. Okay. The problem is that you guys also read a lot of books that weren't like we didn't feature on the podcast or like you guys read on your off time. So you guys also did bonus homework, but I also don't want to give points mm-hmm. for that, Bailey. <laughs> uh, no, you don't get points for that. Okay, you don't good. get points for that. Um, good. Does anyone want to take a guess who's read the most pages? Me. Always me. I'm, it's always Bailey. Mm, hard to say, but I think the one who read double the books for us, especially since we've eliminated mm-hmm. any bonus books. <laughs> yep. It's Bailey with 9,739 pages. Dang, wow. Bailey. Couldn't get to 10,000? I, I did read Les Mis, which was like 1,200 pages. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like three copies of Les Mis. Yeah, now we get down to what the what really counts. Me or Andrew, who read more? Ooh, and who read yeah, better? Who do you think? <laughs> I think Toby read more. I think he had long, I had some real shorties in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is actually the closest one we've ever done. Oh. With Andrew at 5,082 and Toby at 5,207. So off by 100 pages. Oh. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's basically a copy of a, a Beast of No Nation. There you go. <laughs> oh, if only he'd read it twice. I know. That, that Beast of No Nation actually hurt you at the very, very end, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, but who nice. read best? Do you guys want to take a guess who did the most five-star books? It's definitely not me. I think it's me. I think me. it was Andrew, actually. I think it was Andrew because Bailey had some surprisingly harsh... I remember having an impression. It was like, mm, Bailey's going hard this year, hard in the paint. 
I think this year I had ups and downs. I had a lot of like two stars, but also a lot of five. So I'm going to guess it's me. Well, yeah, Bailey had <laughs> five, five stars, including the first, you guys forgot that's like the first book of the year. She gave five stars. It was the French exit. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Toby had the most five star reviews with three. Oh, and then Andrew had two. Too. Yeah, okay. I, I, we're going to talk about this a lot as we talk about our lists for the year, but my polls this year were odd. Yeah. And we'll... mm. But there was only one one-star book. Do you guys remember what it was? I uh, do. You do? Yeah. Is it, it's is it, one, one of yours. Is it oh, The wait. Man of My Dreams? No. Oh, wait, no. Or was this Toby's? It was Toby's. Who read I, the, I don't remember. remember who read it, but I remember what it is. Can I say? Yeah. Yeah. It's The Time Traveler's Wife. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one of you read, read that? that. that okay, I that's read what. That. <laughs> I forgot I gave it one star. Wish I could go back in time and not read that book. It's funny that Toby uh, didn't give any two star reviews out, but he gave one one star review out of just really hated that book. <laughs> I generally liked all my books except for one. <laughs> uh, yep, those are uh, those are my stats. Uh, well, thank you, Dylan. Nice. That's that's a good a good trip down memory lane. I'm glad that you that. <laughs> As Toby and Andrew basically tied this year in page count. That's impressive. Good job, guys. Yeah, that's cool. We're very good boys. Yeah, we plan it that way, so thank you. All right. Well, now's the big time, guys. It's time for the bookends. Grab your fancy outfits. Grab your champagne. It's time to give out awards. The bookend awards. The bookend awards. Boom, boom. I will start. Category is book that surprised you the most. Starting with Andrew. Ooh, random choice. Um, okay, so the book that surprised me the most isn't necessarily because it was my favorite book of the year. Isn't necessarily because of blah de blah de blah. It's because someone threw it at him on the street. <laughs> I had a lot of strange books this year. I had books that were very academic. I had a lot of nonfiction, like maybe 50-50. It's pretty close. Yeah, you did. Wow. But the book that surprised me the most, basically because I had like zero expectations for it, is How Soccer Explains the World by Franklin mm. Foer. I yeah. just picked that up, had no, like, was just like, why do I still have this on my list? And frankly, it was a joy to read. We also got the surprise of the year with the fact that it's Jonathan Saffron Foer's brother. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That was a big yeah, surprise yeah. as well. That was a giant reveal. Yeah, you were just saying the other day how you really liked that book. So awesome. Toby, what about nice. you? Uh, the book that surprised me the most this year is uh, The Member of the Wedding by Carson McCullers. Mm. It's funny because I did expect to enjoy this book, but I didn't expect to be blown away uh, so much by this book. I just really, really, really loved it. And just there's nothing funny or insightful to say. I just really like this book a lot. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What about you, Bailey? Well, not to start off on a negative note, but the book that surprised me the most was The Witch Elm by Tana French because I thought I would Uh, like it and I did not like it. (laughs) Yeah. I was surprised by how much I did not like it. So Toby and I went for like wonderment and uh, Bailey for big, stinky, bad book. It disappointing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just thought it was going to be horrific and it was more of like a procedural and just wanted more creepy witches in the Witch Elm book. Sorry. Nope. No, zero witches, one tree, and that's what you get. Um, so the next one is the book you read the fastest. Andrew, which was the book you read the fastest? Oh, I'm first again? Okay. Every time, um, baby. Every time. Oh, no. Um, so this one's a little tough because the book I read the fastest was Beast of Donation. It was the shortest book I read. Mm-hmm. It also had the most mm-hmm. time crunch from when I had to finish it before the podcast to read. So combine those two mm-hmm. factors, mm-hmm. I probably spent 
I don't know, three and a half hours reading this book total. Um, hmm. Pretty, pretty quick. I will say just to call out sort of more of the, I think, spirit of the question, the book that surprised me with how fast I read it was uh, Children of Ash and Elm, A History of the Vikings, which is a pretty like, oh. not dense, but like a long nonfiction book that's pretty detailed. And it went pretty quick for me. Nice. But nice. The, the factual answer is is definitely Beats of No Nation. Gotcha. Nice. Well, mine was 100% Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. The book I read the fastest was French Exit by Patrick DeWitt. It was the first book of the mm. year. It was just like a lovely, quick little family drama with a little bit of mystery set in Paris. And a cat. Yeah, and a cat. I I would recommend it. So, French Exit. What about you, Toby? For me, it was Running with Scissors by Augustine Burroughs. It was just charming and funny and quick and just the stories kind of clipped by and really liked it. Just a fast read. I'd recommend it. Nice. Do you recommend Running with Scissors as an action as well, though? <laughs> uh, yes. Contrary to your mom, I say do it. Oh, that, that's fascinating. Because now I'm going to start the next question so I don't have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> no. What is Toby? Next category. Book you won't keep on your shelf. This is when we're supposed to bring in the negative, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't think it'll surprise anyone, especially since we've mentioned it already. It's got to be The Time Traveler's Wife. You you just know. I, I'm not going to keep that one on there. Really did enjoy it. Um, it was fun to review because it was so wild to me. Um, but yeah, not going to keep that on my list. Andrew, what about you? Ha <laughs> ha, got your back. Well, move down <laughs> one. Um, so, I mean, again, a weird year for dear Andrew. Um, I think the book I will like not keep on my shelf because I will never read it again is Hero with a Thousand Faces. Sorry, Joe Cam. Uh, Yeah, of course. Because it was, yeah, I just, there are better ways to get that information. Um, But in the spirit of like book, I probably was most disappointed in. I think the winner of that accolade is um, Mysteries of Pittsburgh. That was a real mm. disappointment. So if anyone wants to borrow that book forever, they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> borrow it and not return it. Mm, Bailey, what do you say to this query? You know, I actually had a few books that I've already given away to the little free library. On top of the five star books I had, I had a lot of books that were just not my fave. I would <sighs> say Hoot is up there by Carl Hyacin. <laughs> With that said, again, it's not a book for me. It's a book for children. So I'm going to keep it and give it to Maggie. And Schooled, the book that we read a few weeks ago, uh, that's by an author that only wrote one book and I don't want to slam her anymore. But I would say my number <laughs> one was um, The Man of My Dreams by Curtis Sittenfeld. Um, who Mm. wrote prep. The reason why I chose it for this category is that I have held on to this book since high school when it was given to me as a gift. So like what, 20 years, Um, 25 (laughs) years. And it was just a disappointment. So I just feel like, why did I carry it with me all this time? The man of my dreams was not the book of my dreams. (laughs) Bailey, by the way, high school was not 25 years ago for you. (laughs) Well, let me go back. You're not 43. (laughs) Oh, no. Time has no meaning. Um, but you know what does have meaning? Then this next category. 
What was your favorite protagonist, your favorite lead character from the year, Toby? Ha! Oh, you had it in your in your power. Um, my my favorite protagonist. Um, there's a couple contenders for this year, but I went with Frankie from the member of the wedding. Um, she is just so charming and so memorable and such like one of those characters where you really, to use a very, very tired cliche, you really think she could just like walk out of the page and be a real person. Um, so yeah, Frankie from the member of the wedding. Um, oh gosh, you're so obsessed with that book, Toby. Oh my gosh. I, know. I wonder what his best book of the year is going to be. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not the member of the wedding. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> Bailey, uh, who was your favorite protagonist? Well, my favorite was Ignatius Uh-oh. J. Riley. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what was my Perha- least favorite accent that Bailey did this year? This one. <laughs> Perhaps you forgot about how I can do a Nolan's accent. Can do? <laughs> Ignatius J. Riley from Confederacy of Dunces. Like, that's just a character I'm going to think about for a really long time. He's one of a kind, portly man in a hunting cap who. <laughs> <laughs> fails at his job of selling hot dogs because he is too intellectual for it. Love him. Andrew, favorite protagonist. Well, 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 well. <laughs> this is tough. So, again, I had a lot of nonfiction this year. And, <laughs> you know... Andrew's got a lot of, like, uh, preliminaries to every answer in this Well, time. <laughs> yes. I mean... I liked Marjan Satrapi. I like Amy Poehler. I like Carmen Machado. I like Dick Winter. These are I like the Viking. Well, I don't really like the Viking people, but I found an interest. I found it interesting learning about the Viking people <laughs> and like soccer fans. Mm-hmm. The books that I remember the most fondly this year are not my fiction books, so it's a little tough. But I'll go mm-hmm. with probably the most memorable of them all, Anne Shirley of Anne and Green Gables, Aww. because she Aww. stood out the most. Ugh! You yeah. both have gross red hair. Ugh! Disgusting. <laughs> Red hair, disgusting. No, I love Anne, too. That was up there for me. Nice. Yeah, me too, probably. So, uh, now, the question on everybody's mind, our sort of, like, uh, family-friendly version of another game, uh, I want to know who you would, of the characters in your books that you read this year, who you want to kiss, who you want to marry, and who you want to lock in a wine cellar beneath Venice. (laughs) And I want to hear from Bailey first. Okay. Okay. Well... The character I want to kiss the most. Ooh. Who am I? It's Jean Valjean. Oh. Captain France himself. You know, he's very strong. He's very kind. He's trying to atone for his past sins. Handsome. Do I want to be married to him? Probably not because he's a little bit too pious for me. But would I kiss him? Yes. Who am I? Jean Valjean. Um, Who am I? The character I'd like to marry um, is Patricia Campbell from the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. She is our main oh, character. Okay. She is the mom. She is the wife. She is at the book club. And I want to marry her because it would be nice to have a wife to do all these things, to be in charge of stuff. Wow. Bailey. She's taking it back. Wait, a <laughs> Wait, what are we saying <laughs> here, Bailey? Hold up, hold on. I'm saying that sometimes <laughs> this stuff falls on me and it would be nice, you know, to share the Ooh. load and to have it done for me. <laughs> so, Bailey, <laughs> what is anyway. going on here, guys? <laughs> anyway, none of you are wives, I can tell. Okay. And then... <laughs> The character I would lock in a wine cellar under Venice 
is Asif from The Kite Runner. He's our big bad. He loves Hitler. He loves killing people for fun. Um, He's a really terrible man who causes a lot of hurt. So he can live under Mm. Venice for all I care. What about you, Andrew? All right. So, you know, my traditional preamble here. (laughs) Here we go. This is a weird year for me in terms of like fiction characters. (laughs) So like my my for my kisses I I couldn't decide I'd share a kiss with Dick Winter Amy Poehler and uh, Marjan Satrapi because I liked all of these memoirs slash stories but I don't have a great answer for that no one like stood out and as like a paragon of someone I wanted to kiss in the books I read this year I apologize four way kiss mm-hmm. fair enough Mary I'd marry Franklin Foer I said it we could go on adventures. <laughs> oh. Together, go to different soccer stadiums, watch soccer together. He seemed like an interesting enough guy. Hey, we're getting married and we're going on a trip. Good. <laughs> nice. And then to lock in a wine cellar under Venice, I'm going to go with Art Beckstein from the Mysteries of Pittsburgh. He was just sort of so blah and like one of those characters that everyone was obsessed with for no reason. He needs to be locked in yeah. a cellar for a while. Mm. <laughs> It'll give him something to be interesting about. Yeah, then he'd have then people would be like, "Oh, I have a reason to be interested in what you're saying, not just to be obsessed with you because <laughs> you're the main character of a book." <laughs> Sorry, Michael Shabun. Um, Toby, I'm dying to know who you're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, usually I have a pretty easy time with these questions, but honestly, I had a crop of like not super kissable, marryable characters this year either. Um, but that's no shade to Augustin Burroughs, who is who I would kiss. Um, he's a very interesting person, um, super charming and funny. Um, be fun to have a little dalliance with him, but I certainly don't want to marry him because he's yeah, he's got a lot of issues. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. not not a person I want to be married to. But yeah, a little kissy, sure. <laughs> Mary, I really struggled with this one, and I only found someone I wanted to marry with the last book, and I'm going to be married to Bartimaeus. The Ginny. Um, he's very clever. He's very funny. I think we would have a lot to talk about. He could do like eldritch, you know, errands for me. He could get vengeance on my enemies. It's everything you want in a marriage. So, yeah, Bartimaeus, <laughs> the Ginny. I love um, it. And, and then, of course, you know who I'm about to lock in, <laughs> like in a wine cellar under Venice. It's both of the weirdos from Time Traveler's Wife. So they can just <laughs> sit down there and groom each other's to their heart's content. <laughs> so there we go. That's Those are my answers. Um, but now, with that out of the way, we get to the big kahuna, the big Chunk of Ham, the best book of the year. And the person I want to tell us first who their best book of the year is, Dylan. Wait, what? <clears throat> That's right, Dylan. It's all down to you. Uh, I didn't pick one. Hold on. Dylan didn't read this year. Anyway, Andrew, <laughs> what's your best book of the year? Uh, this is my best book of the year. Uh, I went between the two. I only had two five stars, so it was pretty easy to narrow down my yeah, like, <laughs> top choices. Nice. Uh, my best book of the year is one that hasn't gotten a lot of mention so far on this list of other sort of things, but it is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. Oof, um, yeah. That you know, experimental form-bending memoir of abuse. Tough read, but really an amazing read. I think part of why it hasn't come up in other categories, it was just like sort of a kind of a tough read a lot of the time. So it's hard to be like, yeah. and I want to kiss everybody in the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I think that was my, my book of the year um, pretty handily. 
Toby sending it back, and huh. then we'll end with Bailey. Ha! Bet you didn't expect. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my best book of the year is one that also hasn't been mentioned on this list very much, um, and it's one that I really enjoyed at the time, but has only, I've only kind of grown, grown fonder and fonder of it as time has gone by, and that is Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. Fingersmith. Um, it was it was gothic. It was creepy. It was exciting. There was romance, maybe. There's trickery. And ugh, I just recommend it so, so highly. It's also an experience where I found an author who I'm, I've, that was my first Sarah Waters. And I know I'm going to read much more of her. So easily, handily, best book of the year, Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. Awesome. Well, you know what's coming now. It's the big kahuna, the big ham. Dylan gets his chance again. Dylan, what was your best <laughs> book of the year? <laughs> um, You know what? The thing is that you guys read Band of Brothers, which would normally be it, but I also did like the right stuff oh, as well. No. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. So, Dylan, how is it being like a 70-year-old dude? <laughs> but my book of the year out of the list that I'm looking at, actually, that because like I sporadically read some with you guys, and the one I'm really glad mm-hmm. that I read with you guys that I would not probably not have read in, re- in real life uh, was Hamnet. Oh, I just oh, really like yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it was just I really liked the writing style and just kind of the rhythm of it. Like it's not normally the type mm-hmm. of book I would read, so it's good to get out of the comfort zone. Nice. Well, I might need eventually some help getting an AARP membership from you, Dylan. So yeah, so there you go. <laughs> but before that, excellent, Bailey. We gotta know. We gotta know. Well, hold it down. My book of the year is one I haven't mentioned yet on the podcast, but it is my favorite by far. It is Everybody Knows Your Mother is a Witch by Rivka Galchen. Mm. Perhaps you forgot about this book, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't sleep on this book. (laughs) Um, Again, it's... This book is right behind you. It's watching you. Um, It's about, and I'm forgetting his name, a German... Kepler. Kepler. Um, In the 1600s, a German scientist, astronomer, his mother is accused of being a witch and it's told from her perspective and it's just kind of like structured like a mockumentary. It's so funny. I love the subject matter. I would never have thought of this um, premise and yet I'm drawn in right away. You got to read it, guys. Everyone knows your mother's a witch. Oh man, aren't you glad to give you that book? Dylan, thank you for giving me that book. It was my favorite of the year and you're my favorite of every year. Uh, Dylan bought that book from the Rough Draft Bookshop in Kingston, New York. I was there when he got it. Mm -hmm. So I'll take an assist. I listened to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, those are our bookend awards. Um, If you're interested in any of these books, you got to go back, listen to our episodes, re-listen to them if you have already, because why not? But now it's time for us to challenge each other Um, because, you know, fun and games, that's all fun. But now, challenge. Okay, yes. The great challenge of 2022. The comprehension quiz, which is the thing that makes me nervous every year. Yes. So, Pedro's, if you're having trouble remembering what this is, uh, each of us are going to take turns quizzing one of the other hosts about what they remember about the books they read this year. And it's always a moment Mm -hmm. where we're ashamed. For example, my top book (laughs) of the year in the first book and awards, Giovanni's Room, one of my questions was, what was the main character's name? And I did not know, and I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) Giovanni's friend. (laughs) Giovanni's lover. Um, So get ready. (laughs) Get ready for more of that coming in hot. This year I drew uh, asking Toby questions. So Toby, I'm going to ask you your Mm -hmm. first question. Got it. Got it. Here we go. What is the name of the dog in Fairy Tale by Stephen King? There's a bonus point if you can just name the main character. 
<laughs> Radar and Charlie. Well done. I was hoping this was going to be me being able to catch you out um, with a main <laughs> character here, but Radar is correct. Well done. Yeah. Radar is the best character. I don't know if you do it the way I do it, Andrew, but mine are specifically arranged uh, easy, medium, and hard. And I drew Bailey. Yeah, that uh, was my that was my easy question, Toby. So get ready. Okay, excellent. Good. I, just, that, I hope that was a hard one. Anyway, Bailey, mm-hmm. are you ready for your easy question? Yes. Uh, what war did Lib Wright serve in as a nurse under Florence Nightingale's tutelage in The Wonder? Um. You just read this. The Falklands. No. Can I steal? What? The Falklands were in like very modern times. Okay. Um. The. The one, the one in the 1800s. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, be- okay. I, I believe we're looking for the Crimean War. That's correct. That's correct. We <laughs> talked about this on the recent episode. Perhaps this last episode. Just, whenever there's <laughs> yeah. talk of war, I just tune it out. I'm not interested. And, and then that's when Dylan just perks up. <laughs> Did somebody say Crimean War? A war? A war? <laughs> Okay. All right, well, oh. now it's my turn to ask Andrew. I also did mine in easy, medium, hard. Um, okay. I'm so scared. I had to, I'm having to rewrite the question because Andrew's already answered it throughout this. Oh, so wait. I, I, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so in Band of Brothers by Stephen Ambrose, what is the name of the leader of the group? And then what is the name of the group of soldiers? Um, the name of the name of the leader. It's a little complicated, but ultimately the leader is Dick Winter, uh, yeah. and they're called mm-hmm. Easy Company. Yes. Yeah. Wait. What? What? Can you spell his last name? Dick Winters. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought I could get you on making it singular. You right. Uh, You're right. No, no. You Phew. right. I got scared when you said you were re- you were editing that question. All right. So round one complete. Uh, Bailey's a uh, a monster. Everyone else is good. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Toby, I'm curious to hear your answer to this one. <sighs> what is the name of the castle in Titus Groan? Gormenghast. Yes. Okay, dang God. it. Because, okay, listeners who maybe don't remember everything that happened, <laughs> about three episodes ago, Toby could not remember the name of this castle. <laughs> oh, and it is wow, literally the really, name of the series. <laughs> it really scarred me. It, that was my medium one, but it, what you, but you got it, so well done. <laughs> Okay. But Toby, what's Excellent. the name of the protagonist in A Tree Grows in Brooklyn? <laughs> Frank Francie. Francie. I, I think you're right. right? Hey, Good you're job. getting there. I think I'm right. <laughs> sure, why Eat not? it, Bailey. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Uh, Brooklyn? Okay, here's your medium one. And I think maybe the easy one might have been a bit too hard. This medium one may or may not be a gimme based on something that's already happened, but we'll see. Everyone knows your mother is a witch is a fictionalized version of events that actually happened to which famous historical astronomer's mother? Johannes Kepler. <laughs> there we go. Okay. You remembered it from three minutes ago. <laughs> I would not have remembered. You, yeah, you got it from when Dylan answered this question three minutes ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Andrew. Oh, God. Which book did you read this year that won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction? Ooh. Ooh, good question. I don't know the answer to this. It's I mean it's got to be how the how soccer explains the world, right? Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> that it's 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 almost definitely that. Um okay. I could give you I'm, the I'm, year too, but I feel like no. that's maybe no. no. Okay. Toby's very insistent that no, we cannot get that. <laughs> um, no years. No years, no help. Persepolis didn't win that, did it? Um, I don't think so. That's not the one I'm thinking of. All right, that, I I cannot remember it. 
I'm so sorry. I'm, my guess is Persepolis, and I have to take the L on this one. The answer is The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Oh, oh dude. brother. I knew. I didn't remember oh, that either. So Toby is the only one with both of his answers correct so far. <laughs> Therefore, the only one who can get all three. But here's your hard question, Toby. Oh, God. What was Joan Didion's daughter's name? Ooh. Carmen? No. Carmenita? No, I don't remember. Quintana Rue. All right, that is hard because there's a Quintana. It's hard, but it's such a distinct name. I thought maybe you'd remember it. So I I thought it wasn't impossible. That's a good hard question and significantly easier than my hard question. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, Bailey. This one is so hard. I'm going to say, if you guys are okay with this, I'm going to say it's worth two points. So oh we'll see whether you guys think it's it's worth that. What is the name of the fictional town in Florida that Roy Eberhardt moves to in Carl Hyacin's Hoot? <laughs> <laughs> but you can make that worth 10 points. Bailey's not going to get that. How dare yeah. you? Um, like, um, um, Hooterton. Beach City. <laughs> <laughs> Close. It's Coconut Cove, <laughs> which is a play on words for Coconut Grove, which is an actual place in Florida. But uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a hard question. So that was hard. Sorry, Bailey. Well, it was hard. Um, Andrew, in yeah. the, Hero's, the Hero's Journey, written by Joseph Campbell, Joey oh, C., God. what is Joey the C. stage of the Hero's Journey that comes between Tess, Allies, Enemies, and The Ordeal? <laughs> That's a hard question. I'm leaving. I don't know the answer to this question. Um, <laughs> the ordeal between the ordeal and tests, allies, and enemies. Test allies and enemies comes first, then this one, then the ordeal. I believe that's brunch. Uh, yeah, brunch. Uh, is it like moment of competence or something like that? I, I forget. I'm so sorry. The answer is the approach to the innermost cave. Duh. Okay, oh, wow. Bailey, Bailey, you can go burn in heck. And <laughs> <laughs> so that means Toby wins. <gasps> Yay. Because he Yay. got two points and we each got one point. Yep. Oh, boy. See, see, Pedro's what I said about how this is an embarrassing thing we do. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Good job, Toby. Thank you. All right, now is the time for the most terrifying, (laughs) truly the most terrifying part of this podcast. It's going to be Russian Roulette, where Dylan defines which of us will have to endure the book we most fear on our to-read lists. Yeah, I was going to say, first let's go through what you guys are gambling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, whoever loses this game has to read this book next. Um, And these Mm -hmm. are the books that we are most dreading from our list from the beginning Mine, for example, last year I got Les Mis. I got through it and I actually loved it. And I do want to kiss Jean Mm. Valjean. But this year Mm -hmm. I went a different direction. The book I'm most dreading is Army of Shadows by Joseph Cassell because it's actually L'Armée des Ombres. It's a book that's in French and I haven't read French since college, which was what, 20 years ago? I don't know. Um, 400 years (laughs) ago. 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So that's mine. Army of Shadows. Uh, What's yours, Toby? Well, um, Pedro's may or may not know that my list is pretty flexible because I don't have a big stack of physical books in my house. So I kind of I have a lot more 
flexibility with what's on it. Um, so I had to add a book to my list <laughs> to kind of provide myself with the most feared book. Um, and I am truly scared of this book. I am interested to read it, but I wouldn't say I would ever choose to read it. Uh, it is Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, the absolute doorstopper. I think it's about the same length as Les Mis um, and notoriously complicated and difficult to get through. So yikes. Cool book, bro. And for me, <laughs> I thought that I was done with this when I put it up for a Russian rule list last year and it didn't get hit. But Bailey nope, has nice insisted try. that I, I continue this. So on our first episode of the podcast, I said this was the book I most feared. And it is still the book I most fear. What? four years into making this podcast. Uh, oh, God. And it is The Anatomy of Melancholy by Robert Burton, <laughs> uh, a 1500s book about sadness. <laughs> and it's about 1,400 pages. And I do own it, so it's. I got to be honest, that's my submission. You've had so many opportunities to get rid of this book. Andrew, I'm going to say, I think you, I hope you don't lose Russian roulette this time because I think it'd be way funnier for just like one week, Dylan, to be like, and this, this next episode. Yeah. <laughs> be like being hit by a car. Technically, every week is Russian roulette for Andrew. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's yeah. true. All right. But Dylan, maybe, so maybe Dylan is you're the MC of this game. You could remind us how uh, we put the bullets in the gun. Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> So basically, I have the list of all the books that, again, you guys were choosing on the podcast. So not books that you either read along with somebody or books that you read outside the podcast. So, for example, the, the Wonder, even though it was on my list, it wasn't choosing for me. So it wouldn't that wouldn't count for me. Gotcha. Anne of Green Gables does. You know, what? I'm just going to tell you now. It's not Anne of Green Gables because I was going to count that for all three of you. But okay. um, so we'll go one by one. And I have picked one book for Andrew, one book for Toby, and two books for Bailey because her list is bigger. Fair. Okay. And you have to say a book that you read in the last year. If you either A, choose the book that I picked, you lose. Or if you pick a book that you didn't read this year, you lose. Okay. I know this is all fun and game, Pedros, but this is I'm actually genuinely scared right yeah, now. Shaking. <laughs> I, I think that I should go third in the first round because I lost last time. I was actually going to say, I think sure. Bailey, should go, Bailey should go last because he did lose. Did you lose on the first round? No, it took a while. No. Oh, it yeah. While, it yeah. got scarier and scarier. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then in that case, Andrew, you'll start. Okay. Um, in the dream house. Click. Click means safe. Genuinely scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the right stuff. Click. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the pause. Um, <laughs> the imperfectionist. Click. <laughs> that, 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 that was that was less a pause and more me trying to find out. It's like, did you read that last year? And it's like, oh yeah, it's under the. <laughs> okay. Um, so then it goes back to. Andrew. Back to me. Andrew. Uh, Children of Ash and Elm, A History of the Vikings. Click. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Titus Groan. Boom. I chose Titus Groan. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Yay. It's not me. No. Oh, wow, you, you added a book to be a, to be a good participant in this game, and you just exploded. added it. This was your choice. 
I shouldn't have been a good sport. I should have just said like one I really wanted to read. Well, no. n- next next year for this, you can put on a very nice book for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think I might. <laughs> well, um, okay. First of all, Dylan, what were the what were our titles? Um, Andrew's titles were Persepolis. Uh-huh. Okay. So when you so when you kept talking about Persepolis, and then Bailey's yours were Fahrenheit four fifty one and the Kite Runner. Nice. Oh, the Kite Runner okay. is tough because it's the one she read most recently. So I feel like you might have gone there mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, I good. can't even participate in the rest of this freaking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Toby, but okay, I will give you this. Last time when I lost, um, we agreed that because you've already had a book cho- chosen, which for you is the E.B. White, Here's New York, like you could read this book after that one, or you could just do it the next book. What would you like to also, do? Also, Toby. Here in New York is like 50 pages long. Yeah, I know. But to be, I, I think I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the option. I'm going to please ask for the extra time because I think I'm going to need it. So I'd like to read this one next because I'm going to need that time to finish this 1300 page monster that I have freed from the cage myself and asked to eat me. <laughs> See, it's all fun and games until your book gets chosen. <laughs> I will say I would vastly prefer to read Les Mis than Infinite Jest. <laughs> you picked it. <laughs> I know. Um, Andrew, Anatomy of Melancholy lives for another year. We'll see. <laughs> Unless it gets chosen during the year this year. I, my d- list yeah, is getting smaller January and smaller. 10th. The chance is getting higher and higher it will get picked. Uh, all right. Nice. Well, that is our year of 2022. Thank you, Pejos, for everything. Our podcast is just finding more and more listeners, and that's really exciting. So thank you. Yeah. And in two weeks, our next episode, I will be reading Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter, and Andrew is reading Oligarchy by Scarlett Thomas. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the to read list podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads, Instagram, and the story graph at the to read list podcast and if you've recently put a rake carefully on the ground looked at it for a bit and then stepped on it so hard that it smacks you in the <laughs> face and you lose a couple teeth rate us five stars on, <laughs> on, on you know apple podcasts or whatever uh it'll promote this stupid show <laughs> Also, if you want to help us find more listeners, uh, you can tell a friend. For example, you could tell a friend a list of these things such as this. One, listen to our podcast. Two, uh, don't pick a 1,300-page book to put up for a risk in a game that you have to read. And then three, uh, make better choices. But most of all, tell them to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording and for torturing Toby, and to Miss Jillian Beth mm-hmm. Durkee for composing our intro songs. See you in two weeks. Happy reading. Books, 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 books. books, books. books.